Hello, everyone. I'm your co C. Diesel, and this is the Maybach Music. Then in our podcast. To the left of me today, I have Lelouch V. I was talking to Cardi about this on the Friday stream. You know, so like, man, I don't know why I don't just delete this off of here right now. <laughs> why didn't you? What stopped you? What, I, I, what, I, I, what in the hell possibly? No. You have one job. You have people have one job. Who's right the madness? Professor E, King of the Comics, Ethan Murphy, and we are the Then in Our Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. These niggas. Um, yeah, guys. Again, another fully loaded docket today. We are going to be talking about the. What was the highly anticipated and what seems like damn near the universally loved The Last of Us HBO adaptation? That's the main docket today, and we have some other fun things to get into after that. But to go ahead and start, um, I'll let Lelouch V give your initial thoughts on the first episode. I think the next one comes out in like three, four hours. Yep, uh, it comes out at nine tonight. So, I mean, going into episode one, like they had a very, very, very high bar to live up to. I mean... Uh, I've gone from as far to say like Last of Us is the best zombie game, period. Like, is it old? Old? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it kind of is. That's tough. Um, I got that old. That's tough. It's I up mean, there. Story I mean, wise, I I don't think there's like a comparison. Uh, gameplay wise, you can it's arguable. There's definitely sure. some some room to sure. to, but the culmination of the two and the experience of the online as well. Yeah. It's so, it's I mean, uh, that's an interesting debate. Well, I'll, I'll let you finish though. Yeah. We'll talk about that more on A to Z uh, when we when we launch yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, coming into this, they, they they had a very 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 high bar to live up to, and then the opening episode had a very big opening to live up to from the game, and um, they killed it, man. I'll give them the credit, and I expected this, right? Like I said, it's like coming into this, this has to be an eight. This is going to be an eight. If it's not, there's a problem. And they they might have gave me a ten, man. Like that episode is fire. Episode one, episode one. We're not talking episode, about so yeah. We have to yeah yeah. So one, but episode one. Uh, they knocked out the park with the first episode. I'm looking forward to seeing more from it. And uh, uh we'll, we'll come back to me. I'll come. I'll we'll come back. Uh, how did you feel about it, buddy? So uh, we we'll get into this some more. It, the bar was in a sense it was high, but also it was very very low when it comes to adapting video games. What would you both? I'm asking both of y'all. You're both grown ass men. What would you say is that is the best video game adaptation out there in a live action? Live action, live action, yeah, live action. Not you can't say arcane. That's not, that's animated. So, so you can't say Witcher, Castlevania. I guess. Which one? Probably The Witcher. Uh, probably I, right. The Witcher. Yeah. Well. Even the, even though they deliberately they, the the creators said we are not adapting the actual source material in the games. None of the game stuff really is even in the show. Hey, I still stay in that first Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, so so let's say that. I enjoy that movie a lot, but we're not gonna pretend that it's good. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the thing. That's the bar. Is a movie that we uh, it's a guilty pleasure at best. We all enjoy it more or less, but we know it's not really good. That's the bar. So I was like, yo, if this is at least as good as Sonic One, or <laughs> well, that may uh, be it though. I ain't gonna lie. After the Sonic movies, but even that, even even Sonic's like this is great. For kids, it's a fun little ride. It's not like a great movie, but so I was like, okay, if this is at least watchable, and like you always said, the show, I'm sorry, the game, that story is like whew, fantastic. Right. So living up to that, and somehow this show did even better. And what I think really helped was that it actually had the game writer and creator, Neil Druckmann, was involved, heavily involved. I think he wrote the actual script for it, uh, the pilot for it. 
Uh, so that really, really made things better. And he actually f- talked about how he fleshed out some things. So and we'll get into some more, I guess, about my favorite scene in the actual uh, show was a scene not even in the game at all. So the idea of there's so much world building can do with this type of uh, with this IP, and they they really did a good job with it. So I would I would agree with Otis and say it was this episode was a ten out of ten, um, and that bizarrely enough, they found a way to actually have to, to all the little bits that were in the game. Like as far as uh, spoiler, Sarah, his daughter that dies, I didn't cry watching that in the game because it, it didn't feel really? like, because I didn't get attached to her. Plus, I felt I could tell she was gonna die. I knew it was gonna happen. Uh, but in the show, I was like, they gave you so much more time with Sarah. She felt like a real person. So when she goes right. down, I'm like, oh, okay, I feel it. More. I feel it a lot more now. And also when you see Joel later on, it's like, yeah, he's no wonder he's having flashbacks and PTSD with that. And he's yeah, it made sense. So I, uh, yeah, yeah. This this for me is fucking insane. Because it seems as though it's like a, it's appeasing everyone on damn near all sides you can think of from it appeasing the absolute stands of the game as far as in recreating scene for scene and like word for word scenes. And they still held up. Like I've seen people uh, taking the scene of them like inside of that first little hideout and them talking about uh, like what she'll do and I think you'll find something to do, something like that. Uh, as far as them like even recreating the, the 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 clothing they were wear like they made Sarah's exact same t-shirt and it didn't seem that's one thing that always scares me too when it comes to adapt, adapting games to movies is like recreating the clothes that the characters were wearing games because sometimes they're a little bit over the top and they look natural in real life they seem like they made the same clothes they look natural to me acting wise I was I thought I thought people were gonna rage out about them race swapping Sarah but that still held I didn't I haven't seen a single thing about that. Uh, after the fact, yeah. after the episode, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. great. It's only because she died in it, right? And even well, then, I, mean, like, yeah. I agree with Sito where I cried both times, bro. I was like, Man, mm-hmm. dad lost his daughter. Maybe it's because I don't have a dad. The other two dudes were healthy relationships with your fathers, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it, it was dope, it was dope to me, man. I enjoyed this first episode so much, and I was I was really scared. Like, I even in the previous episode, I hadn't. I didn't want to have any expectations because I didn't want to get let down with another video game yeah. movie, especially one that I enjoyed so much with. The narrative and they're retelling this narrative and they're adding on to it and expounding upon it in a great way that doesn't feel like it's bastardizing the original stuff. Yeah, I, I'm with both of y'all and I um I'm sorry, I just you to say something. I was just saying like I, I agree that you to a degree you, you should go in with the expectations because I mean it's that's how you get let down. But when they pick a specific title that has a specific reputation. I feel like it's fair to have an expectation. If you, you you have to come correct to the thing that you uh, you picked, you chose to do this. So mm-hmm. I mean, if they had done less than what they did, again, I, I'd have some 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 heat for them. But they didn't. They they knocked it out the park, and I am excited yeah. to see episode two tonight. Right. One of the fun yeah, things I, I loved about it is like showing the passion that the creators have for the project. Um, I didn't even know the lady that played um Tess Tess. Either either she Tess was the, or. She was like one of the original people that auditioned for that character, like back back in 2013 when the game mm-hmm. first came out, and they yeah, brought I'm her sorry. back around. Or was not Tess? I'm sorry, not Tess. Miriam, whatever. Not Miriam. Tess. The other one, the one that's yeah. Firefly. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. the one with the fireflies. I was like, I saw that, and I was like, damn, that's insane that they like did that homework and saw the casting call for it. Granted, they probably didn't like just give it to her because of that, but the fact that that was really well connected and like it shows a passion they have for it. They didn't just approached this half-assed they like had some love for the project 
absolutely. I, I want to agree with you, Nick, but uh, Mortal Kombat came out. What was that? 2021. That was 2021. Yeah, it was last. It was last. Year. I will no, say 2022, though, 2022 is last year. That was, yeah, yeah so. on that on that, on that same that token that we still had Castlevania, The Witcher, um, and Arcane, like, like Arcane, Arcane is inspired. But we got like three to that one battle one. And we're granted Castlevania didn't have like a designated storyline to follow, but really. it's a game adaptation in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> but so the thing about it is though, fam, is that like you don't have to have the most robust story in a game in order for it to inspire uh, a story or to inspire a narrative. You can just take, take the raw elements and make a much bigger thing. Arcane is an example of that. There isn't, they, they use some basic loose framework of those characters in that huge League of Legends to make what they did with that show. And it worked really well. Mm. Uh, uh, Castlevania, another example where they didn't have hardly any narrative at all in those games to make any sense and made that amazing show. This is an example of where the game is basically is basically all very very heavy with the narrative. So it's a matter of like, how do we, in a sense, cherry pick or expand on things to make it better? I'm mean, had to say it, but we've all seen the last Airbender. Unfortunately, that's an example of an amazing narrative and IP that just that that guy bastardized to pieces. He had it right there, and he did he did the wrong thing with it. So you can you can definitely have an amazing story and still f it up beyond recognition. Mm. Um, it's it's a matter of having the deft hand and knowing what to do. It also is a, a matter of the mediums themselves. They again before they expanded upon several moments or ideas in the game when they adapted this. My favorite scene in this actually isn't anything in the game at all. It's a, it's the backstory. That, it's the opening scene where old boy is like basically giving a TED talk. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that dude's like, I'm telling y'all, the world will end if we get a, a couple of degrees mm. warmer. He's, he's, he's very chill, very matter of fact. They're like, oh, this guy's old and, and British or whatever. And he's like, I'm telling, I'm warning y'all, just do your thing. Man. But it's like that that scene is so like real. It's like I'm I'm letting y'all know right now what's up. Man. And then it hit a, that specific scene specifically hit on a different level of nostalgia for me, just because you know that's the that's the brother from you know uh, the mummy, mummy in Mummy Returns, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jonathan. I so, love this so much. It, it it left a sense of dread and it was actually kind of intimidating for a fact that one, it was very applicable to like modern day times where they made the again, A, <laughs> this is how you do it. This is going back, hey, we're going back to Velma. This is how you do it. When you want to talk about what's going on, <laughs> what when you want to talk about we're real world issues, when you want to talk about real world issues and not be straight up direct about it and just preach about it, this is how you do that. Where they created this like satire almost in a sense, but it also made sense to the story. Um, the insect that they talked that one uh bacteria or fungi, I think they talked about. I did a whole research paper on that, like back, I think like first year of college. Yes, yeah, and it, I'm like, I'm going back about I'm like, damn, that is how that works. That's insane. And it makes sense because the main thing was from my uh, my memory when he was first talking about that of it not being of it being uh not hot enough for that uh fungi or i think fungi or virus to live inside of something live inside of a human being with us our body temperatures and things of that nature right. and he right. said global warming i was like damn that fucking hit it makes sense narrative wise they were able to say talk about like create a satire and talk about something in the real world and it all fit in like this well packaged box and it made it even more intimidating to me because it's like oh could that happen in real life now you don't right. know it's that well, I mean, the thing is, too, this game came out, Last of Us 2 came out during COVID, and it was kind of like, I remember how poignant that game seemed, because it's like, yo, this is a real epidemic crisis happened. Think about it, too, was back in the day when when the first game came out, it didn't have, it, I think it may have been expanded upon maybe the comics or some other stuff, some other lore, but they didn't actually have the actual source 
of where how how this things how it how it began because we're seeing the game primarily from Sarah and then Joel's point of view, and they didn't know how it started either. So it's kind of like they, they had no idea. What this what the show did though is the show actually gave us a, essentially its exposition, but it doesn't feel like a horrible or ham fisted dump. It feels like it's a fun or not fun, but it feels like it's a, it's an engaging like the kind of talks you're watching. And like you said, Deb, it, it creates a weird, ominous atmosphere and it leads into the show. And there's your exposition right there. You don't have to have any, any conversations about it. It's just done for right. you in a sense. So the even doper part about that was that if you look like if you look up pictures of what that is like the actual virus does to the ants that it uh hosts within yeah. the kind of the shit that you see with like clickers and different things that form like the crust that forms on them it looks exactly, exactly the exactly same like so it fits on exactly all like levels possible it's fucking crazy yeah. to me how well done i like again i could be gassing up something that was like a complete accident happy accident that happened as far as them writing that but no. i like to think the best of somebody like being that monotonous about making sure things fit they they, they did so they actually did uh, i remember back in the back in the day yeah. they did actually the clickers for example they their heads and they kind of explode like that um kind of a that mushroom that mushroom cloud yeah. like broccoli kind of shape that, mm -hmm. that's a, that when, they, when the ants climb that like blade of grass when they see them at the top like that it looks exactly mm -hmm. like that. It's not a coincidence they did it on purpose um they they did the research for it she was oh man that's that i love attention to detail when it comes mm -hmm. to shows like this because it means you're a fan of the franchise and you're making everyone happy on all sides fan because mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of people that don't even have never played the game go to watch the series and have enjoyed it as well yeah, so you're right. making it enjoyable from all sides no i agree there's just something beautiful about you know taking taking the, uh something that was already had an original adaptation and elevating it to another uh medium it's a it's, it's something that i wish chainsaw man could have done but uh i, I really enjoyed his, uh, his mic his, his mic is off now but he's spitting though no, he no, cooking i'll kill both of them <laughs> <laughs> we had we had we had to get to that we had to do both of those uh the, the, i think what it is as but, well is that it's certain things are prime for adaptation better than others this is a especially think about that how timely it is now doing something like last of us it's like and they said it's actually said obviously in 2023 but it's like this could have been set a couple years ago the movie contagion came out a few years like a decade or so ago right and that movie blew up after like, on, on a streaming services during the pandemic because people mm -hmm. are like oh my gosh this is very real so these types of things zombies have tended this is one of the reasons that otis and i love zombies so much is because zombies tend to be a reflection of the times we're dealing in in some capacity uh a few years back when they had world war z that movie that had zombies that are running around they were fast zombies that were taking over like capitals uh, even before that, we had uh, 28 days later, and there were also uh, uh, kind of like uh, rage zombies. The idea of the the world dying that much faster and trying to consume you that much faster, as opposed to way back in the day in the 60s when they were very slow walking, as far as like a slow decay. Um, it, it always meant to reflect the times. And now we have these zombies or clickers. They're pretty much it's uh, the reflections of global warming. So it's it's all these things are meant to be very much timely in a sense and I, I appreciate it for that yeah and that's especially hits on another level for me just because i mean there's dealing with this blizzard which is a result of global warming too so i mean i'm seeing the effects of it i mean that's just the next level we uh we go full-on clickers and last of us happens in 2020 what 20 well 2045 would be nice you know 25 Don't wait so 2045 you'll be what, i'll be 46 27 uh yeah you'll be old enough to to, to drink by then, Charlie. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with Nick. Like I, I went and I was looking to see how much the second the part two cost. I was going to buy that and just play through that one. That's still like I think like 
30 bucks, something like that. The original game went back up to six, like the 70 bucks, like the price of a brand new game. I'm like, Sony, or hey man, I ain't mad at it, but god, you went all the way up to shameless price is not the base price. What do you mean? Game dropped at what 59.99, right? When it originally came out of tweets, yeah, it was lower, yeah, because it went down during the pandemic. I saw it too, it was actually like it was like 30 bucks, it was it was in that store, but the save of 70% off, what have you, it's cheaper, much cheaper. And then, of course, because of the show, they're going to raise the price. Uh, now they re, uh, released the remastered edition, too. Right. But they knew yeah. what they were doing. They released that in accordance to this. It was like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. You just, oh, yeah, you did just release that game, didn't yeah. you? Let me go ahead and give you my money. Of you course. Know? Yeah. They're they're smart. It's just exactly what uh, Nick was saying, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Sony is up. playing chess. Sony is playing chess. Xbox is playing check. You know this. And then our, our boy uh, Nightwing is in the chat. Same thing it's with uh, Destiny because uh, those series are coming. Just uh, throwing it out there. Uh, and more to the wise is actually seventy dollars now on the PS5 version for the same. Right. It's the same game, but it's seventy bucks. Mm-hmm. Technically sixty nine ninety nine if you want to. Take is the is the multiplayer back up for it? Is my question because I mean them. Oh right, that multiplayer. Like, oh, I mean, I'm also biased because you know you that. can walk around with a bow and craft your own arrows and you know. I mean, but still, that, it was fire though. Okay, so. I do want to I do want to touch back on Ethan's point earlier about like some stories being primed for adaptation. I agree with that to an extent, but I will also say it's in my belief that you can adapt any story if you're putting your own creative spin on it. I think where a lot of different studios and people mess up is that one you're not actually paying attention to detail as far as details of the plot and what actually makes that story that story so you get a bastardization like the last airbender where they don't even pronounce characters names correctly from the actual show or even plot points and things of that nature i because i you would have never thought a game like certain things like like castlevania that's probably a little bit easier to do Mm -hmm. but that literally has damn near no story plot to it at all but they somehow made that a whole fucking thing through passion attention to detail so if we go from something that has nothing like that, as far as like plot points, to something like The Last of Us, where they have the entire story laid out, and we have two amazing results out of that, to yeah. me, I just you gotta you just gotta know what you're doing and enjoy the thing that you're making. So, so some of it is a. I know you haven't seen this movie yet, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. For years, they tried to adapt that from the book, and mm-hmm. one of the reasons was for years it was the budget or trying to actually make trying to create a literally. Middle Earth and all those things that makes it a much harder adaptation. Sometimes it's something smaller, more insular. Like for example, Life of Pi, where the whole thing is set in a boat, a row, not even a boat. It's set like a rowboat. It's like, how do you make this an engaging story? So sometimes there are different challenges when it comes to adap- adapting things. Uh, but yeah, you're right. If, if it's something like a video game where you have characters that have an objective, you can give the characters themselves a personality. That's why Castlevania shined. It wasn't them the fighting or the action. It's it's fun, yes, but it shined because the characters' personalities and the dialogue, giving them actual uh, humanity, essentially. Uh, that's where people fumble the ball most of the time. It's not knowing how to adapt pers- uh, people's uh, people's humanity or personality. I think that's a problem you guys had with the Chainsaw Man was it didn't the personalities didn't work for you. The problem I have with with, um, with Ichigo and the characters in Bleach, the personalities don't work for me. So it's those are the biggest things. And think about Last of Us. Last of Us hinges on Joel and Tess and Ellie and, uh, and and Sarah, all their characters. So it's I think that's the biggest thing. If you can nail the characters in some capacity, you're golden. Well, even to your earlier point, using uh, Lord of the Rings and the well, people may feel different about the Life of Pi. I enjoyed the newer one that came out. That was me. But 
I think it's pretty damn near hard to argue that that trilogy of the Lord of the Rings, it may have taken a while, but they got it done and got it done right to where it was done amazingly. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I think it's just the right people at the right time doing the right thing. Um, and I think that was a lot of the issue we had. Well, going back to Chainsaw Man, we had issues with people not making improvements upon source material as far as that goes. Because yeah. uh, I, I still love the like, I love the characters. Because I, I think the main argument that me and Otis agreed upon was that everything was just a copy and paste where we still got what we enjoyed to an extent, but there is no, like, they didn't put their foot in it. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It was just like, here's the yeah. recipe, but don't put none of your own little sauce into it. Right. But then, and that's when it boils down to it. it is the characters. Characters, I, I mean, people have said before in several film classes, what makes or breaks a great movie or a great story is the characters. It's always a character study. It has to be. That's I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Hmm. Uh, and they another example of that is like Arcane. Arcane, the video game, I'm sorry, the movie or series works so well because you're invested in Jinx and Vi, their story. Everything hmm. else is a set dressing, basically. Uh, Lord of the Rings works because you are invested in the Hobbit's journey. You're invested in our, in our Aragorn, all kind of stuff. That's what it boils down to. Hmm. Um, so it's you can have fun with the Flash, but the substance is what keeps you there. It just it is what it is. It always has been. Right. And then uh to, to add on the Cardi sidebar, yeah, there there's a lot of tables that are gonna be broken or unbroken. I don't know what how it goes when the bills are, are sad, but they're getting destroyed right now in the playoffs. So, yeah, they are. Oh they, 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 football. That's football, great. yeah, football, yeah. My my team's fine. My team is going to the yeah. division a championship, but uh yeah, I mean the Bills, Eagles, yeah, yeah. The Eagles are the Bills, destroying uh, but the bills, yeah. yeah Look at these men in here, the barbershop talk. That's cute. But <laughs> get yourself, sir. Call it cute. <laughs> oh, do y'all have any other closing remarks in this first episode? Because I know we're going to be talking about this show as it goes through. Uh, just one one thing that I wanted to bring up real quick was just how I know there's a lot of CGI that's used to create the world, how the world, the backdrop looks. But it mm. looks very real. It looks authentic. Yeah. The immersion is is absolute. I felt like I was in this world. What's it said, Otis? Uh, Chicago, the first game. I can't. Uh, Boston. Well, they Boston. start off in Texas, but uh, the, that's in Boston. It's in uh, Boston, right? It, that that felt. Yeah. Nigga, yeah. that's Chicago. I had all the jokes. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, I couldn't. I'm, I'm, I, I'm old. Uh, but yeah, it, it looked. It looked. I mean, it looked amazing. It looked amazing, and just, just the idea again, like that they y'all mentioned the clothing and everything for us to get for for fans, hardcore fans of this IP, to completely be taken away or swept away inside this without criticizing. Oh, this does he have the right accent like Joel, or is she in a tour doesn't look exactly like uh, Tess looked, or oh my gosh, she's black. How's that possibly Sarah? No, we're just like, yeah, this is it. Like, you got me. So. Also, the last thing that Lily was at the end of the episode was one of my. They did a thing that I absolutely adore in any series, film, or game that does it, where they took sound design with the song and then made that go from like a plot point into an actual dressing for the sound design of the actual show near the end. That shit is always a chef's kiss because I know it's difficult as fuck editing wise to with that sound design and then picking the right song that fits. That encapsulates the feeling you're supposed to have. It was that's always well done to me. I don't see yeah. too many people implement that in their films or shows, but when it's done well, it's done well, and it's, it's something that sticks out to me every time. Yeah, light motif. Yeah, getting a light motif to nail. Oh, one thing too. I mean, I'm sorry, I just think I said you got some stuff to say, but I had never thought about you know the beginning of the game of Last of Us One. The open the title screen essentially has you see like a window blowing, the curtains blowing. I never realized mm-hmm. whose window that was. It's actually that fact that it's Sarah. It's like oh, okay, it makes kind of mm-hmm. sense. Kind of cool little nod. 
Yeah. 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 Just exactly that. Like the the level of attention to detail that they pay. I mean, I know I know we've we've uh, gone over this over and over already, but still, like finding small details like that and enhancing quantum, being able to take those scenes that you already knew were coming and still make them feel intense. Like mm-hmm. that's that's an impressive thing to do. Especially for people that are like like me that are came in with a high expectation because I needed this to be good, right? Because mm-hmm. if it wasn't, I was. You think my Warner Brother rants were bad already? Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. It's another Warner Brothers title that you got to that you got to give props to. That's crazy. Yeah. They got yeah. you he's, on the street right now. Right right. That's uh, they, they got a uh, House of Dragon in this. I mean. The the, they're both surprises. They're both surprises. With the Batman, I know Craig didn't fuck with that shit at all. I don't I forgot what we. It was it was solid. I will never watch it again. But Batman wait, do? It, no, no, uh, no the 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 or Pattinson bat. Yeah, oh, our pets. I'm watching it again at some point. I gotta I like make sure I got to. I won't, but I'll watch the next one. I will surely watch the next one. You didn't. You, you weren't in pain watching it. You weren't. In pain. No, I was not in pain. I actually really enjoyed the experience, but that it's felt long. like a three hour movie. It's long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's long. Uh, speaking of which, we have to give shout outs to the. I mean, I know the budget is pretty high for this episode. The opening scene, we all know where it, once it, the epidemic is happening and the world is pretty much going to hell, it's literally Armageddon, more or less. Mm. That was so well done. And I love how they did it again. It's similar to the game where you're in the car, primarily from Sarah. Because the, the way this set up is that FPS. Yeah, but you're from Sarah's point of view. The whole the, the opening of the first half of the show, what have you, is all Sarah's point of view. So you're seeing the world fall apart from her point of view, and she's terrified watching it happen. Um, I thought they did a great job with that too. I mean, it was it was amazing. I have no idea how much money they spent exactly on that that one series. I went open. I mean, it was like a long takes too. So I don't know. Seeing like an actual pre- like film production in person, like within ten feet away from me, being here at the school, and that just being like focused at one building, I can't imagine how much hell it was to try to get that much of an area covered with all those cars and get them all in the yeah. right spots parked and. Yeah. Man, that had to be hell. Oh, fuck, man. I, I, yeah. But this is what it is. Well, guys, thank you guys for being with us on that topic. We got to move on to one of our segments um, that I'm bringing back for this week. So everyone, these are the Diesel Chronicles. Uh, this week, I decided to get into some movie theories since we kind of already had a whole thing about a new show coming back up. So there are three movies in particular. Uh, I think two of them. I I know me and Ethan probably love all three. I know that Otis is kind of iffy on a Tarantino movie here or there, Other but yeah. yeah. But first thing being the theory of the Pulp Fiction film. How that they're apparently that the, the the fan theory is that what was inside of the briefcase that was glowing gold in the beginning and everybody was vying over was the soul or Marcellus Wallace. Right. And apparently the fan theory is that the, the he made like a deal with the devil for the success he had in that show and the devil removed his soul through the back of his neck, which is why he has that fucking band aid back there the whole time. Right. And Plus the even, combination, the combination. Six, yeah, combination six six six. It's even further. Uh, Kind of extrapolated from the fact that in the beginning, once Sam Jackson kills Buddy, he shoots Buddy dead. You see a gold light flash after he dies, and the theory is that that's his soul leaving his body. And then the fact that Sam Jackson immediately follows that with like 
a monologue from a Bible verse, kind of just all these different things play into that theory that I don't know if that was a purposeful thing that Tarantino did, but it's something that'd be cool as fuck if that was true. That'd be cool. Just to add some more sci-fi type stuff to his stories. I don't know if he has any that are mystical in that in nature like that at all. Yeah, I, I've never heard this theory before, but I mean, I can see it. Like there's there's some there's some breadcrumbs that uh, alludes to it, so it makes sense. Yeah, I I, I got to see more because like uh yeah, this is my first time ever hearing this, so like I, I would definitely want to see more about uh, exactly how it plays out within the movie. Right. So, so one of the things too is another side part on that is the the, uh, the uniforms that Jules and Vincent are wearing. Are meant to look almost like they're merchants, not merchants. Uh, the hor- the horsemen of death, That's essentially four, the four yeah. horsemen. Yeah. Uh, so the kind of it's meant to be biblical in a sense as well. Now Tarantino is on the record saying that he will never tell what's actually in that case. It's it's meant to be a mystery. But he don't uh, even know what's in the shit. That's why <laughs> he may not know either. I, I mean, this this, this is one of the greatest MacGuffins MacGuffin devices of all time. For those who don't know, mm. we'll, we'll get into it in a, in a POI. Uh, but a MacGuffin is meant to be an item in a movie that characters are after. That the um, it seems it's in and of itself is kind of arbitrary, but it's important to the characters, even though the audience has no idea what it even is or why, why it matters. Mm. And it's a it's a perfect example of that because whatever is in this case is clearly amazing, but we'll never know what it is, and it doesn't really affect the story that we're watching. Um, so ter- even for Tarantino, the writer himself, he's like, I have no idea what it is, but it's important to them, and that's mm. what it matters. The other thing that goes into the like the 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 allure and the mystique of it plays into how great and interesting it is the fact you don't know what it is your imagination can run wild with it right which is how you it's get better. the fun theories like this yeah exactly well i guess here's one thing too it's just us here just talking having having to have a conversation just us boys mm-hmm. would y'all ever sell your soul for fame glory money uh italian cheesesteaks otis Italian, why Italian cheese? Steak? Well, Italian, Italian was it? Not Italian, Italian, Italian beef. Italian oh, it's like why Italian? Uh, it, it depends on what he's offering exactly and how many years I got. Uh, but I, I consider it. I consider it. We, we have to yeah. talk. Fuck yeah, no. I, that shit's a monkey's paw waiting to happen. I'm cool. I mean, it's it's yes, yeah, it's, it's the definition. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, I will do this, but like, yeah, it's a, I saw this season in Supernatural, so I know how it ends. It just, right, oof, yeah, Jesus, that's constant monkey. Plus, I, I, because we don't know it's on the other side. Let's say there's something like reincarnation where we actually come back. I don't want my soul to be like snatched up and be in hell forever and not reincarnated into something else. That'd be kind of fucked up. Well, I was about yeah. to be reincarnated into like a, <laughs> like a Bill Gates in the next life, and then all of a sudden now I'm just in hell burning for eternity because I wanted ten years of fame and fortune. You so you oh. here's the thing, Bill Gates. Uh, I, I feel like if you are making the deal with the devil, there's no ambiguity. You know for a fact, oh, there's hell. There's very much a hell, and very, there's very much consequences. So you know, you you get into that. You it's already established. However, well, I know hell exists, but I don't know the inner workings of the universe at that point, how everything else functions. Right. I, I would I would imagine if there is a hell, I would hope that there's an opposite end as far as there's gotta be some kind of a positive afterlife too. Right. So if I was if I was poised to make the deal with the devil, now let's say I'm because I'll be honest with y'all, I've had a really, really bad month. And uh, if 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 all of a sudden this amazing dude or, or gal or have you walked up to me and said, Hey, and you're having a rough time, but I can change it all, I can take it all away from you, change it all around. All you gotta do is sell me that little thing inside you, uh, and in 10 years or however long, then I own it. And you know, it's gonna be a very different situation. If I knew that, I'd be like, yo, you're pretty much telling me definitively that there is an afterlife and that there's angels and probably God and all of this stuff. Fuck you, I'm gonna go ahead and just do whatever I gotta do to survive 
Uh, should, should I get to the, the promised land? By the way, what the hell are you doing here, man? You think you're going to the promised land if you make a deal with the devil? No, no. I, no, I, he I, said he's not going to make the deal. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not making the deal. Knew yeah, that, yeah. yeah. If, if, if I was, if because the thing is, we're, we're, we're all speculating right now. We have no idea. Right. If I knew for a fact, I'd be like, hell no. I, come on now. No. You don't you don't think that will fuck with you is you won't be able to like enjoy your time of fame or whatever you get the same way knowing that in 10 years you're probably gonna be burning in hell. Like if you know when you're gonna die and you know for yeah. sure you're going to hell after that, I don't know if I'm I'll probably go yeah. even crazier and maybe die earlier because I'm probably like indulging in hella shit crazier. Sure, you could do that. You could do yeah, you can, you can go full uh what's it called? That what's that robot in Futurama? Yeah. Oh, this is the one Bender. Uh, the, he 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 yeah, he bot, he he missed bot or whatever mm -hmm. the gold one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck. <laughs> he 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 missed bottom. Calculon, like not Calculon, is it? Not Calculon, not Calculon. No, the one that's always like laying down. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's literally a hedonist bot. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, there's a there's a Rick <laughs> Ross and Kanye show, West song. Yeah. You know, live fast, die young. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not I'm not against that. That's cool. It's also a Rick Ross song called "The Devil Is a Lie." I'm cool. That's what I'm saying. We, we have to have a talk. We have to have a talk. Like, okay, like, all right, what's next though? Like after that tent, like then what? Like hell. <laughs> so you can get the <laughs> yeah, employed. Yeah, that's like, that's all I'm this. Job. Job with if I get the same deal that Dean Winchester got in Supernatural, I'm cool with that like you know like Oof. But wait, let, 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 okay. I know we, we got to do here. We whipping and flipping, bro. Let's Jesus. go. Jesus. Do you know? Let's, but let's break down the first deal this boy had. Originally, his deal was to get torn apart by uh, the Hellhounds, the visible ass Hellhounds. Mm -hmm. Then he had to go down to hell, and he was actually on the rack. Right? He was on the rack. Yeah, he was tortured for fifty years. He was tortured like, himself, the and then he took it off the rack to torture others. Yeah. I don't know, man. If that's the kind of dental, dental plan you want at your job, Otis, more power to you. But I'd be like, I'm out. I, I'm yeah. good. I just want to play video games. I don't want to have to torture somebody and have like right? screams of the damned in my ear all day, every day. All like, day. Oh, I'm about to go put somebody in. I'm about to go waterboard somebody real quick. I'll be right back. I'm not saying I'm definitively taking it. I'm just saying like we have to discuss what's on the table. <laughs> but you're smiling point, very, very hard to be denied a job. I mean, if, this, if I was a head of the if I was a head of saw this, I'm like, oh, let's make sure we hit up that dude for a job offer right now. And we made jokes about him being stink meter. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never done that. I've never cut the hell. He's fucking boxing up the <laughs> Anyway, I, I, I'll be honest. If I, I'll be honest, if I go to hell and I'm on the wreck, I see Otis up there with brandishing a knife, smiling. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna be surprised at all. But yeah, I, I, I saw this. He told me this himself. Uh, next one, next the second of the three. Uh, yeah. This movie is another movie. That... Thank you, thank you, Nightwing. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, this movie is one that I had a really great start out of the series. It got really long and convoluted later on, being the Saw series. But this is probably one that I think most people know about, that of Kevin McAllister apparently being the young Jigsaw uh, as a child. When you look at the, how elaborate his chops are and how much appeal he gets from, uh, how much joy he gets joy, from like yeah. creating these dangerous traps that probably should have killed these guys like a couple times. Tell me Kevin McAllister is. Yeah. Kevin McAllister, yeah, he's a little boy from Home Alone, for people that mm. don't know, uh, yeah. setting all the traps and shit. Obviously, there's like some time shit that doesn't make sense because I think he's nine in 1984 in that movie, and then Jigsaw's yeah. like 50. And like, <laughs> yeah. So, but they but don't ever definitively tell what year Saw yeah. is set in. So it's like, yeah. no, I think they say it. they dated because there's uh, newspapers and articles and shit like that that dated. Do, do they ever say definitively what year Home Alone? Yeah, if you, is if you, set in? Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah, 
They say 1984. They do say Home Alone 84. Yeah. Um, but hey, I'll be that'd be cool as fuck for me to get like uh like a series of like in between yeah. of him like coming into that'd be cool as fuck to see that happen. We, we or, or to see what leads him to that. We should like, write that what, series. I do it. I, I would. I, I, yeah, Fine. I just write it right now. But what First do y'all think escape. would lead him? Like, what do y'all piss think would actually had to happen to Kevin to make him that like? Because he's very dark. I know he has cancer or whatnot as a John, whatever. As an adult, but, yeah. But something something else happened. He so the drug. Oh, go ahead. You got, you got it. No, I got a made up theory. This is a. This is a. So it was one time he got home alone, but he had a friend with him, and his friend didn't make it out that time, and that just messed his head up, and then he ended up, you know. Jigsaw. Oh, mm-hmm. so he has like, abandonment issues and like guilt. Uh, what's it called? Uh, survivor's guilt. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense if you look into the actual lore of actual Jigsaw, which was the reason he did it was he had cancer and then uh, his wife was got into a forced miscarriage with the guy smacked got smacked the door into his uh his wife's unborn child. So his whole thing was like, all right, damn. I I think he crashed his car, survived the shit. He's like, well, even I. Went through all I went through and faced death and was reborn. I'll have a new life now after heinous shit happened to me or whatever else. And now he's like making other people do that shit. It would kind of check out, I guess, if you saw his friend, the survivor's that, guilt of maybe he's like outliving his child or some shit like that. that that's the one, not gaff, but it's, it's kind of like he hit the whole point of his traps is supposedly he's trying to force people to have a better, to live a better life. Right. With Marv and um, Joe Pesci's character, Kimmer his name right now, those two. He wasn't trying to it helped them in any way. Mm-hmm. So the idea it's also the idea that Kevin's trying if we're if we go with the idea that Kevin is Jigsaw, he's trying to summon it's Kevin on some level. I would imagine that, that something happened. Let's say that Kevin's dad or whatnot became unemployed and became a bum and they and they became home homeless. So he said, like, I need to I need to inspire people to do something. That would track too. That, that would track in some level yeah. as far as Kevin's yeah. like, you know what? I need to make sure people don't ever end up, you know, becoming stagnant or, or worthless. What I do is probably make it it'd be a little bit darker, but because those guys went through all that shit, now they hate this kid. Maybe they go back and like kill one of his family members or something like that. So now he's yeah. like, "All right, I'm gonna make you live a better life because you've been fucked with me for so long." And they're yeah. the actual, they're actually the first victims of his trap. And not I, the guy. That, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, exactly a, that's the movie. That. That's, exactly the movie. That. that's the movie. Yeah, that's the movie. His his first, he caught he caught Harry. Harry his name Harry and Mark. He caught those yeah. two and said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, now it's, let's do this my way." Who's the Universal owns that? Write us a check. Cut us a check. We'll do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cut us yeah, a check. Yeah. Or John John Hughes that he made it originally, I can't remember, uh, or wrote it, wrote it originally. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I think Chris Columbus, the guy who directed the first Harry Potter movie, directed that. No, that was James Wan. I thought. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Home Alone. And, oh, Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. James Wan definitely did the first two. Yeah. I think so. All movies. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that that, that that's the movie. Definitely. If we have where Kevin's like a teenager or whatnot, like you, you two wouldn't leave me alone. Now you got to suffer and pretty much give it so that Harry and Marv have a stand, have a chance to get out essentially. Mm-hmm. And what <laughs> make it make it messed up at the end? Let's say, they, let's say that one of them does survive, and their life either a we see that you see either Harry or Marv completely fucked because their life is like I just survived the worst mm-hmm. neighbor ever. They, they can never get over it. Or once they get out, he applauds like well done, and then pops him in the head like Sam Jackson did to a Harry and um uh, Kingsman. At the very end, after, after that bullshit they put Sam Jackson and Chris Rock through in that movie, I'm like, let us do this. Y'all let <laughs> y'all made a movie and let them. Granted, Chris Rock was far from the worst part about that movie. I will say that he did okay. Yeah, yeah. Was spiral? Not spiral. Whatever. Spiral. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Which nigga, I, once they had Twenty One Savage doing a song for it, I was like, mm. I love Twenty One, but he does not need to do a soundtrack for a yeah, song. It's, movie. I'm sorry. It's all, it's all <laughs> he's, he's far from like I'd have Uzi yeah. or like Billy Eilish do that shit before I had Twenty One Savage. Even Billy Eilish? 
She be do. If you've heard, she's her, a really talented. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big Billy fan, so I'm, I'm biased too. She did some horror type shit when she first dropped out. When she first oh, she did. Out. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. as long as it's not Eminem, what he did for Venom. Uh, yeah, but that, it, it's like, it gets look in your head. That's why you're mad. That Venom, just look that Venom, at um, Venom is like, what, there's no lyrics. You just say the same word over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, just look up the picture. Venom, Venom. <laughs> just like, look up the picture of her first album cover. I think it's like when. When we go to sleep, where do we go, or some shit like that? It's all her music videos from that first album are like horror themed and shit. Yeah, yeah she's, she was very emo. Goth. Yeah, she had uh, like a spider crawling, a real spider crawling out of her fucking mouth and shit. Yeah, she was. I was she's like, very... hey, I'm, I'm here for it. You know but it's funny because she was home. She was homeschooled. So like, what happened at her house? What's her mom doing to her? But yeah, they're both they're both musicians and artists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think her parents. I think one of her moms an actor or something like that. I don't know. They're all like in a performing arts though in the household. Which is, that makes sense. That's cool. Uh, moving on to the last one of the segment, uh, being a movie that I think we all enjoy very much. I love this movie, um, The Dark Knight. This is one of uh, having to do with Heath Ledger's Joker and about the theory about him being a war veteran, war veteran. and that being the actual backstory and negating all the other stories that he told that people were trying to put together. And evidence for this is served through the fact of the biggest one is whenever he's at the funeral for one of the police officers and he's doing the duty ceremony like he knows how to march he knows how to present arms and how like if somebody does an rotc that is shit is not easy well it can be if you learn it but you still have to know it you have to know how to do it it's not something you can just like watch a couple times and just copy immediately well maybe he can but that's the theory is that he knew how to do that shit so he's a war veteran and he knows how to march and use a rifle things of that nature he is also aware with a lot of the psychological mind games like when batman Smash his fucking head into the table. It's like you never start with that. You disorient people and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then just him trying to sew in, he pretty much treated Gotham like a battlefield in general, and the way he was trying to sow chaos and things of the nature. He used a lot of military mm-hmm. tactics. So mm-hmm. I thought that'd be a cool way to go about it. Um, as far as that being his backstory, it would make sense with that being a very hyper-realistic world and kind of hits that on a couple other levels to me, as far well, as how the country takes care of the veterans and things of that nature. I agree with that. I, I heard this theory a couple of years ago. One thing, two, uh, two other notes with it. One is that he's bizarrely proficient using explosives and that kind of right. gear, um, much better than an average casual person would be. He's very proficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, it does highlight the idea of PTSD, what it does to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, there are plenty of veterans and other people too that have been through so much and battlefields, everything else, uh, even just civilians that survive battlefields. Mm-hmm. You get, you end up like, I'm gone. This is but that shit's wild. I've seen that shit firsthand with my granddad and my uncle back in the day. I'm like, that shit's scary. <laughs> yeah. That shit's scary. Yeah. So it 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 does track that this could be someone who's like I or, or in a sense too, if he was a vet, let's say he was a veteran. This is no shame at all to the American military or whatnot. But if he was a veteran and he was came back to the US, came back home, and they pretty much dogged him out, he'd be like, Well, screw it all. I mean, it's I what do I have to lose now? I, I was abandoned by my country. I, I served my country and they abandoned me. It stands to reason he'd be like, I'm gonna I'm get some revenge on some level, too. Yeah, military yeah, like, doesn't treat their soldiers the best way they should, especially for the veterans that served in war. Yeah, it's it's a rough situation, so like, yeah, what you better say, though, oh, like, uh, we, we've seen several uh superheroes with military backgrounds. I mean, it can go the other way, too. That's true, yeah. Think about it how many there are a couple of villains, they're not that many that have military backgrounds that we see really prominently, and um. Yeah. Not nearly enough, really. Yeah, usually, like they're made to be the opposite of a uh, a hero with also a military background, right? That's, like a, yeah. the, the Punisher. What's his name? Uh, Jigsaw. That's the guy Jigsaw, that yeah, yeah, yeah. working military together. Even looking at like the heroes, though, like that shit. Usually, like it it gets like with someone like a John Stewart, where 
yeah, the military played a factor into like his imagination of creating weapons and things of that nature. But in a lot of his issues, they talk about how that shit fucked him up as far as him going through a lot of his trauma and shit and that affecting his relationships going forward and even his career as a hero going forward with his PTSD and things like that. I, I would argue that, that was the best part of that last animated movie about him was that his it did show he had PTSD and dealing mm-hmm. with PTSD. I mean, PTSD is something that's on some level somewhat recent as far as people acknowledging and dealing with. Um, but this is people have had to deal with it since forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, yeah. yeah, just crazy. But that is everything for the Diesel Chronicles for this week, guys. Just moving into the next segment uh, that my boy Otis has. Should I turn this camera? Are you an intro for it? No, I, I, I oh, I was about to say that's just that's your no, intro. I got one for it. Here you go. Yeah, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. There you go. That's, no way. That was, no way. <laughs> I'm not mad at that at all. Every time, every time we do this segment, I want that to be the, the opening right there. So, uh, yeah, so I will call this uh, a, a, a case of people trying to ice skate uphill because. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so RRR is uh, the topic of conversation right here. You know, it's a, a, a Hollywood movie that came out uh, last year. I believe they got a lot of great reviews. It's a three-hour movie on Netflix. Uh, it has one of the highest budgets uh, for a non-traditional uh, film, like, period. Uh, they put a lot of money into it. I believe it was a budget of $72 million, and uh, you, you can see it. Uh, I mean, they, they, they <laughs> used every dollar of it. Um, there's a lot, uh, it's a very grandiose movie. I mean, they, they make us, I wouldn't necessarily say a spectacle, but I mean, they, I, they play, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be polite before I rip it apart. Um, uh, they, 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 they play up a lot of, uh, true events that happen. Cause I mean, the main characters are two, you know, uh, revolutionaries that, uh, they, I guess had a lot of. I haven't done all the research to see exactly the history on it, but uh, they, the movie didn't show it either. Um, but all that to say, there uh, there's a lot to enjoy there. I mean, there, there are some great musical numbers there. Um, I mean, just seeing uh, some of those scenes, like, man, like I, I, I've never seen a bigger budget on a, a, a musical thing ever, right? Like, they they, they did that. Um and yeah, they they had some explosions that are like that were rivaled, you know, what you see in a, a American films. Like that was a 2010 Michael Bay movie level stuff. So I mean, credit to them on that. Um, but yeah, let's get to like the actual story because like uh, none of that made sense whatsoever to me. Like um, the the guy starts. Uh, there's there's these two main characters that the, the movie follows. One of them is a soldier within the system. That you find out is a, a revolutionary at the by the end, I guess. And then the other hour guy, three. yeah, like, yeah, like in the third hour of the movie, that's when you find out, like, oh, he's not just a so super soldier, he's a super soldier for you. It's under, yeah, under cool, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but at the beginning of the movie, he's given the task of finding uh, this guy that's coming to attack the, the capital. And Five minutes after he's given that task, he meets a new friend that is doing some amazing stuff in the middle of the street, and they just basically become friends. It's like, oh, that can't be the guy I'm supposed to be looking for. Like this, this amazingly capable man cannot be what? the person. You, you have to, you're, you're underplaying how he meets them. You're, I'm talking about meet cutes, the meet cute Otis and Charlie because you haven't seen it yet. 
these two dudes, what actually happens is a child under a bridge, somehow a child or yes, one kid somehow gets like caught under a bridge and there's oil spilling from like a, a car crash above and it's given to cause a big flame uh, kind of explosion on that kid. And so these two dudes are like, oh, we got to save this kid somehow. And more or less, uh, the revolutionaries in the cover is like a Vegeta type. He's much more stoic. And the other dude is much more of a literally like, like Goku. I'm talking about back in Dragon Ball uh, type where he's like, the West. <laughs> but he do all this. But he do. <laughs> I, mean, all he's, <laughs> I mean, he's very, he's very country bumpkin. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that and, and still yeah. be <laughs> that's, 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 that's canceled. But, uh, but he, he he's no very, yeah. I know, I know. We, can't, we can't do that. That's like saying, he said the N word, I can say it too. Like, no, you can't say the N word because we said it. But, uh, but the, the thing is, this crazy ass explosion is getting to happen. And what these guys do, the greatest level of Jim Cotta, like string Cotta work, right. and they actually save the kid together. And he's, and you're right, old boy, the revolutionary sees Country Bumpkin do amazing, I'm talking about next level amazing <laughs> stuff. They save them together. They're like, cool. But, that, but I guess the thing Thanks. is, though, it's like, it's, it is, <laughs> the thing about it is, it's like, the, what are the odds of me running into this dude immediately? It's, it's so, and the thing is, he does check into him, though. He does look into him as far as his background and stuff. So, so he's not like he just takes it on face value. He does check into him a little bit. Uh, but he's hidden pretty he well. He checks in and sees he has no history. Yeah, Bigger red flag. Oh, this amazingly capable person with no history and nobody knows him. What is he here for? Right. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. For me, hearing this description, this shit probably reminds me of. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen like uh, at those Nigerian movies in Africa. Like uh, oh, yeah, they, they, yeah, one of the running series is called Tom and Jerry that I watched yeah. a lot when I was with my uncle in uh, Chicago. Buddy, were like <laughs> it is, it is like, random shit in that movie in those movies and like. That native Nigerians love that shit, and those movies are highly successful in those countries because they just it's it, silly. It's it's silly. It's silly as fuck. Like I think, like I think just you can find like clips of them of like bat like black symbiote Spider Man riding a dirt bike and then fight like Superman or some shit. Like it's crazy. The shit that they do. It felt like. How people believe Chuck Norris is as a yes, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. That's that's a, that's a perfect description. It's like Chuck Norris. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah he was fighting a hundred soldiers with two rifles. That, had, that, that that's, his, his, that's his intro. That is literally his intro. It's <laughs> not even a, not even a rifle. He has a, a a billy club. He jumps over a fence. <laughs> Full Resident the Evil least. zombie the... style, like <laughs> there are there are entertaining things out there in the world. Child, you've been alive for a long time. There are entertaining things in the world. This is the least boring thing your eyes will watch. It's like <laughs> it's just he jumps, he jumps, running jumps over a fence, and his mustache is firm. He doesn't have it. It doesn't bat an eye. Hindi Mario the, was crazy. His, bro, his, like... his Mario mustache is, is precise. Also, his shirt stays tucked in the entire time. He jumps over into <laughs> a battalion of people with a billy club. And beats the ball off. He wins. If you, if you see all the footage, it's like 10 minutes long. It is the greatest intro. I've seen it's like one punch man on a bad day. He's like, just goes ham. And it's like the gig all line is perfectly intact and he's fighting everybody and shit. Literally, that's what happens. By the way, the other dude, the country bumpkin, his intro, his intro, tell Modus. Tell him, tell him what his intro is. So, so his intro was assigned to go track a wolf so he could use it to trap a tiger. That he was trying to catch and use in a trap to attack the colonials. <laughs> wow. And, and <laughs> he did that and, and like won. 
He like barefoot running through the jungle, like chest bear, like running ahead of the wolf. Like the wolf couldn't catch him in the forest. Life. Like life. and he and the he uses to get the tiger to come out. Mm-hmm. And like as a tiger is diving at him, this man does a like oh, barrel oh. roll dive and makes the tiger and the wolf collide with each other mm-hmm. and catches them in nets that he pulls up by hands in the tree. But it's, the nets, they're chains. <laughs> he had to use chains because they're so strong. This man, this bare chested Goku of a man, has to use his bare hands to 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 build pull these nets with chains together and hook them. It is the craziest. If you ever need a hype fuel to go to the gym and do your squats, Charlie. Watch this man catch a damn wolf. It is like, legit. Like, man, it was... <laughs> this, these, these are the type of movies where they kind of defy all logic. Yes. Normally when, yes. Logic, normally when we yes. talk logic, about a movie... You said logic? What'd you say? We talk about a movie, it's like, oh, plot, writing, action, this here and there. And then we have movies like this. We have, like, a bunch of, like, fucking Nacho Libre with Jack Black where, like, the movies make no sense. But for whatever reason, you can't stop watching because it makes no sense. And well, it's just out of disbelief. No, because like everything everywhere at once was all over That's the place, about right? And yeah. that made a lot of sense, right? Like I followed that story start yeah. to finish and it, it like... Well, it's... Like, I, it made, it. I mean, all this... <laughs> It made more <laughs> sense than this. <laughs> than this? Yeah. That's me watching when I got introduced to K dramas. I was like, K dramas. Oh, okay. okay, then this yeah, is this is what happens here. Yeah. Like, it, so I, I I think I think my so my camera's off. I think I thought I was going blind. I was so scared. I was like, oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was catching the Itachi syndrome. I got some my eyes blurred. I was like, you're like almost coming back. No, I, I, it's but that was a good comparison. Oh, as far as everything, everywhere all at once. Movies that have a lot of just like fun and like they can be over, they can be nuts watching them. There's only so much plot you can try to glean from things. The plot for this is pretty straightforward. The main, the Goku guy, I always call him Goku, he goes there pretty much to get back his village's a girl is kidnapped from them. And the Vegeta guy is undercover trying to take down this regime from inside. That's the basic idea. And in the, the, the movie, the main focus of the film is their relationship with each other and seeing them battle, uh, more or less. That's it. So of course, some of the other details. It's a three-hour movie can get crazy. There's a there's an epic dance scene where the two of them go like full like dancing with each other and, and it's somebody like, else's wedding that they don't even know. <laughs> no or care about. But it, it, but that that got millions and millions of views on YouTube that for that one dance sequence. Also, the idea too is these are huge. These are these guys are like buff cakes. These guys are like super like Chris Evans and, and Chris Hemsworth. Like Michael B. Jordan, all, all of them like combined like, basically, and they're dancing and crazy their ass talented, like, like crazy man, doing talented. those dances and doing those fight scenes. I was like, they're doing both well, and just what, action boing boing. <laughs> yeah, it's a definition yeah, of action I, so I, 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 it's, it's, it's like I said before, it's you have to, see, it's literally same as everything, everywhere, all at once. We had to see it to believe it. I'll put it that way, you have to see it, to but believe like it. by the end, like. They beat an army of people with guns, right? Like with fully like armed. <laughs> it was an army. They beat them with fire arrows and a spear. The way they looked, you saw them. They picked though. up the, the while singing. 
Yeah, they were singing. while singing. Some yeah. Mulan shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a it's, again. It is a live action show in anime. There's no. Oh, they're not I even trying it. to be cool. About it. It's they know what it is. They like, know what it is. I thought JoJo was over the top. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like this, this made JoJo look like very calm. Like, I I would pay so much money for this dude to direct a JoJo movie, especially season four. Yes, uh, with Josuke. That level of budget, yes, do yeah. that, do yeah. that. I would gladly watch it because the thing is, the thing is, Otis is saying, of course, he's writing the movie, but it's still like he watched it. He watched the yeah, whole thing. I, mean, I it's, made it's, it through all three hours. It took me two days to do it, but I did it. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's 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 not boring. It's not like like unentertaining. No. And and again, like the talent of the people in this film is is very visible. Yeah, because <laughs> like I I wouldn't even they dance for like forty five minutes straight twice, <laughs> and then like the second time was happening after they fought an army of people and like got shot a couple times. Yeah, One they dude got right, ran yeah. through with a tree. Yeah, uh, yeah. damn, like. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is anime, like like Jesus style a little bit. Kind of Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was a lot of going you, you, on. You, <laughs> the thing is, Otis is underselling it. All things he's saying, he's underselling it. It is. There's there's multiple torture scenes for both of them. They both get tortured, I believe, actually, uh, in different ways. Uh, there's a part where I mean, the, 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 the scale of what these guys can do. These guys are literally like Saitama like, and like. Uh, Baki Hama, Cap, they are Cap is really Baki is what it is to these dudes. Cap and yes, yeah, yeah. might as well say Baki, yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah. Up there. I, I, actually. You know what? It's like Yujiro, you know how Yujiro Hama is. Imagine if Yujiro Hama was actually in our world against other because I mean, like I said before, his intro is he takes an army down with a billy club, or uh, what's that? <laughs> he called? makes I mean, the army run away, they run right? away, yeah. Uh, like, so then, have, have you seen Resident Evil 3, Charlie? Have you ever seen that movie? Like the Milojovic, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. scene where there's a facility in the middle of a desert surrounded by zombies, like, uh, right. like, mm -hmm. yeah, like imagine that, but instead of zombies, it's a bunch of you know, uh, Indian people, and like oh, he goes in there, says, because uh, there's a one guy all the way in the back of the army that throws a piece, of, like, uh, throws a bottle at their captain, and he says, I want him, and he go get him, that's right, like. Yeah. Through that he whole basically, yeah. army, he basically of fetch. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah he he Damn. goes, yeah. yeah, and then brings him back, and then looks at the army of people, and then they he does. Run. He gets and him. He, they, actually, like, he actually grabs that dude. He does. That's why I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I ain't gonna yeah. lie. I need them to remake this. I need to, I need to make a Baki movie, like a live action out of like like this. That'd be fire. I feel like if you watch like like just that first episode of Baki where dudes are like escaping oh, death like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like this would be this would be a fire ass Baki adaptation. I don't like to you. It's it, just it, ridiculous it, enough. It is. It, it really is ridiculous. The thing is that that's what they they are the same as everything ever all at once. The director and the filmmakers are aware of how ridiculous it is. They're not trying to be like, oh, this is meant to be a, 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 a direct interpretation. No. no, they know how over the top <laughs> nonsense. I mean, the, the, the dance scene is literally 45 minutes. It's, it's like they, they know what they're doing. They know how crazy this shit is. It's not. There's nothing subtle that'd about be, it at all. Not, that'd be a fun set. I know that set was just fun to be on. It had to be it. fun to be on that set, man. Acting and yeah. just being on any part of that movie that'd be fun. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and they, again, just... what does make it work is the two guys are the they, they take it. The, the two guys are sincere about what they're doing. They are. They yeah, they are. <laughs> they they are committed to those roles yeah. because they go full out. But like one thing that did just kind of strike me weird is like, you know, the country bumpkin dude falling for the 
the I'm nice to oh, slaves uh, lady. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm nice to slaves. That's kind of place. Wait, what the hell? Yeah. I'm yeah. nice to yeah. slaves. I, 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 but here's a word. I think I think that's part of the true story. I think it actually did happen too, which when they mm-hmm. put it in there. So, yeah. oh god. Well, guys, do y'all have any other closing <laughs> remarks on, on this film? <laughs> this masterpiece um, of the film. I want you to watch it, Charlie. I know that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have Charlie on this on not the whole movie because it's too long, but we'll have some actual content where we see Charlie's reaction to certain scenes from the movie. Y'all can watch. Yeah. Oh, you editing that shit? Because it's that long. I'm not touching that. No, shit. no, no. It's, it's, you don't have that time. Have that. <laughs> okay, I'm not touching. Just the the stick, the opening stick fight in the opening okay, line, uh, tiger, that, tiger chase. That I can do. That I can do. Oh uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do yeah. that kind of stuff. It, but it, it's it, it's very well shot. I mean, the actors aren't like. We get at the camera like, huh? I did this kind of crazy Deadpool shit. Like, no, it's like it's it, it's intense. Uh, honestly, honestly, as as over the top as it was, I'm still probably ranking it higher than like Morbius or Black Adam. Or like, yeah, how could you not? Uh, yeah, like half of the day, Phase Four of the MCU. So I mean, right, it's, nice it's gassing, not nice guessing it. I agree. Nice guessing. I'm, I'm really not like no, not I. Good. It is actually it's a legit movie. It's still yeah, legit. it is an it. actual movie, but it is it like they had to be on some type of like fever dream, like reading through the the actual history and then like just wrote down every thought that they had during that time and put it in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it is a it's a it is a blast. I I, I would actually say if you can, we should have done what y'all were here. Uh, actually, get a bunch of food with your friends. Get some drinks. Maybe get some. But wait, you know, do your thing and just enjoy it. It's like a, it's a, it's a blast, man. It's a blast. Yeah, it's. We get it's to watch Long going on at some point. We'll, we'll get those, man. I guess. Work. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been the Then and Now podcast. Church announcements. We have some dope stuff coming uh, in the very far future. Well, not in the very far future. Hopefully, um, again, DBZ documentary. We're talking about it. We actually had a lot of. We keep talking about it. We've had a lot of progress on that actually get done. So that that is coming a lot sooner than you might think. Um, as well as we have some fun stuff. We're gonna be. I'm gonna announce it here. We do plan. At least I plan on reviewing a lot more indie uh, games coming up in the in the in the near and far future. Um, just so I can do more video essays without having to write out a million scripts and do a lot of research. I can just play it and enjoy it. Which that means those are those are still coming. I may do those more sparingly, but. These are probably be a little bit more easier to do, a little bit more fun. Um, and then it's just go back to like the seafood review I did a while back. So I'm indie games are gonna be a bigger thing on the channel going forward. Um, as well as just some fun stuff in general. We're gonna be doing a lot more collaborations this year. So just be on the lookout for whatever we do and enjoy it. Let us know what you think. And we have some really good surprises coming uh just for the overall show. You'll see uh, should be next week, uh, as far as uh, some of the stuff that the team's working on. We, we've actually collaborated with somebody already. Uh, she's doing an amazing job for us. So shout out to mm-hmm. Crystal. Uh, we'll, so we'll show you some more. Live. Uh, we're on a, we're on a, when we actually unveil the new stuff we're working on, I'm going to have all her contact information in the description video below. So for anybody that wants to try to, you know, get something this quality as we have here, she'll be able to do that for you guys. But you'll, you'll see that next week. We'll have it ready next week. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and also shout out to my boy uh, Night, to our boy, friend of the show, Nightwing. Cito, Cito, uh, thanks always for being in the chat. Uh, shout out to our boy uh, Cardi uh, for being yeah. here. Shout out to uh, to uh, not, was Nick it was Nick yeah. was here, right? It was Nick. Yeah, it was Nick. yeah, yeah Nicholas, yeah. Sir Nicholas the Third. 
Nicholas, Sir Nicholas III. Uh, we, we love when you all come in here to chat with us. It means it means the world to us. So keep doing it, fam. Uh, we got we know we got some new, some new subscribers coming in this week. So thanks thanks for that too. Yeah, appreciate it to you to those new guys that came in. Um, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. We appreciate your support. We hope you continue support. Yeah, you want oh. to notice, or yeah. I guess you too. Yeah, both of you. Let's go first. Yeah, I was going to also say thanks to Liv uh, for helping get the the local together for Felicia's uh, rugs. The, now called uh <laughs> that's tuft that's uh, tough it's crazy oh, t-u-f-t yeah. yeah that's tough uh shout that's out to live uh, for, the, for the for the logo for that um oh yeah i'm gonna hit her up i low-key wanted to do like a then and out rug i want to get one of those done for the yeah I, that joint uh you said she did the logo too right mm-hmm. yeah we gotta get that we gotta throw the logo up there for her uh yeah um yeah. i'll have it loaded in for uh for next week Break, right on, right on. Uh, and also, uh, yes, don't forget, don't worry, Charlie is going to honor his uh, his debt. He's going to play, we're going to do uh, Resident Evil 2, mainly because it's a, he already has a game, save some coin, but also yeah. it's a better, it has a better experience as far as, if you yeah, watch, if you watch Otis knows, much better game. Yeah, it's much better game. If you watch somebody play a game, it's much more fun to watch somebody play that and get the, the, the terrified uh, than RE5. So. Yeah. so we'll have that stream going. I'll have all the things required to get that done next mm-hmm. week. Um, so I think didn't we start that as a walkthrough like a long Forever, time ago? A year ago, about a year. Yeah, ago. like our I think yeah. it was our first walkthrough we did. So first, we'll get yeah. to see the quality of life changes we've made since then till now. So yeah. hopefully you guys are around for that. Again, thank you guys for your support. We hope for your continued support, and we'll see you guys next time. This is the In and Out Podcast. We are out. Peach. All right, you're on a good streak, Warner Brothers. Don't 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 mess it up, man. Yeah. Oh, this shit! I heard this thing.